Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, happy Tuesday afternoon. Welcome to the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Radio Network. Glad you're with us around the state, wherever you're tuned in online. However, you've tuned into the Eagle Hour this afternoon. Thank you. We think we've got a good show for you. We're about to talk to the play-by-play voice of Arkansas State University as we continue our tour of Sunbelt Conference Universities and uh, learning more about each school that uh, the Golden Eagles will now be competing with on a regular basis. Cameron Brunty, a former baseball star here for Southern Miss, he's going to be on the show uh, today. And then uh, later in the program, we're going to be talking to one of our new sponsors, which we're always happy to do, South Mississippi Office Supply, always welcoming new members uh, to the advertising family of the Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bancor Studios here in Hattiesburg and Laurel this afternoon. I want to say hello to Justin and the guys at Dickie's Barbecue who sponsor the first segment of the show every day. It's a great place to take your family for a meal seven days a week. It's a great place to cater your next event. Max Stoltz is the play-by-play voice of Arkansas State University, one of the new universities that the Golden Eagles will be competing with now that they're members of the Sun Belt. And uh, we've been kind of taking all of you guys on a tour of the schools, not really to talk about football at this early moment, but about the universities themselves. So, Matt, we're glad to have you here and appreciate your time. Hey, guys. Great, uh, great to be on with you today. Thanks for having me. Having lived in the Mississippi Delta, right on the Mississippi-Arkansas line for about 20 years, I'm very familiar with Arkansas State, but I don't think some of our listeners uh, here in uh, the Magnolia State may be. So kind of set the stage, Matt. Tell us about Arkansas State University, what are the what are the big majors there, and uh, where the school is located, and anything you think is important. Well, we're in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We're about an hour away from Memphis, and... Um, it's uh, really a big ag area, uh, a lot of rice, a lot of soybeans. Uh, Arkansas State University is a big part of, uh, of the Jonesboro community and the Northeast Arkansas community, and I think you know they've taken some big strides over the last decade in particular, and the athletic program has, uh, has been a big part of that. But, uh, you know, there are two FBS football programs in the state of Arkansas, uh, one being the University of Arkansas, the other being Arkansas State. So uh, our athletic programs have, uh, have been able to have some success over the years, and uh, I think the university uh, at the same time has, has experienced some growth. And uh, it's, uh, it's a city, Jonesboro, uh, the city of Jonesboro has, 
has grown uh, exponentially as well. It's one of the fastest growing cities in the state. So uh, just uh, a fun place uh, to visit. I think uh, when uh, Southern Miss makes those trips to Jonesboro sometime here in the next very near future, they'll find uh, plenty of fun things to do, and uh, hopefully they'll enjoy their stay. Yeah, people that may not uh, know much about Arkansas don't understand what a beautiful state it is. And uh, really, the Ozark Mountain Range and uh, the, your part of the state really a really a wonderful part of the U.S. Matt, we, we've learned something about some of the schools uh, in the Sun Belt. Learning uh, earlier this week that there's a big medical school at South Alabama, Southern Miss here, of course, known for polymer science and uh, education. What the what are the academic programs that Arkansas State is centered around? Well, uh, there is a, a new uh, nursing school, uh, and, you know, really one of the big things that's happened in the last few years is uh, they have uh, teamed up with the uh, New York uh, Institute of Technology for uh, uh, part of their medical program. I think that that's been a, a big thing that they've done. I think that uh, uh, Arkansas State has has, has made some big strides there, but uh, you know, communications is another uh, big area that uh, Arkansas State has, has a lot of students uh, in that program as well, and, and they've been able to, uh, to do some big things as well, and I, I think that, uh, again, I kind of mentioned at the beginning, this is a really big ag community, and I, I think, you know, a lot of... Uh, the people, even when they go to Arkansas State, you know, they have uh, they have their sights set on maybe doing something in the in the agriculture industry going forward. So no question. Uh, I think those are some of the things that kind of stand out when you look at uh, you know some of the academics and what people are, are concentrating on at a stake. All right, Luke. Matt, thanks so much for your time today. When when Texas and Oklahoma realignment news broke last year, everybody thought. You know, at Southern Miss, something like this would happen. Jeremy McLean and, and along with Marshall and Old Dominion able to, to enter the Sun Belt a year earlier. What's kind of been the Arkansas State, you know, perspective um, from these four new schools with James Madison, uh, with those three coming into the Sun Belt and the Sun Belt expanding? Oh, we love it. I think the expansion has uh, – the Sun Belt has done a fantastic job at adding four schools that – uh, really fit the footprint, uh, I think, of the Sun Belt very well, and and four schools that uh, I, I think are going to enhance the league even more. And if you look over the the course of the the past uh, decade, and in particular over the last five six years, uh, you know the Sun Belt Conference has, has turned into a, a very good football conference, and um, just you, you look at the win loss record in bowl games and. Uh, the Sun Belt's been right there at the top uh, of the FBS uh, for for most of those those years. So it kind of shows how far this league has come. We have a very good, very competitive league, and to add four schools uh, like like the Sun Belt has, I think it's it's going to uh, just grow the league even further. So I think anybody you talk to around the league, and I know you've been talking to some of the other guys across the conference, they feel the same way. I think it's nothing but a good thing uh, to add these schools. Kelly, and, and the connection, you know, of course, with, with Southern Miss to Arkansas State, Blake Anderson, who, who coached here for a long time, you know, coached uh, coach up there as well. Yeah, he was he was OC of course at, at Southern Miss, and there was some talk. There was some talk as some coaching changes were taken that Blake was in 
uh, or could have been in the mix at Southern Miss you know, had, had he wanted to. I know Adam Gaston, who uh, prepped at uh, Oak Grove High School here in Hattiesburg, yep. was a long snapper up at Arkansas State. So there's been, there's been some Mississippi flavor uh, up, up in Jonesboro, but now, it's, now it's, right. they're going to get to go head-to-head this fall. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And it's been since 2008 since we played in football. And, yeah, I can't believe it's been that long. Uh, you know, we played, uh, I remember my very first year at Arkansas State was the 2005 season. And that was the season, if you remember, that A-State and Southern Miss played in the New Orleans Bowl, which was actually relocated that season to Lafayette because of Hurricane Katrina. So, Matt, that was my that was my last game as as uh, Southern Miss football player. Was that game? I was the punter for that year. So uh, we we run across right? each other. Okay. We were in the same stadium once. Kelly didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that that's okay. No, no, that and, and I remember uh, that being a good football game. Southern Miss ended up uh, winning that one. I think it was thirty one nineteen, some something like that. But uh, and we we played again two years later. Played in Hattiesburg in oh seven, and then. I uh, played in Jonesboro in 2008, and I remember it was just an electric atmosphere for that game in Jonesboro in 2008, and um, that was a game I remember in particular because A-State had got off to such a great start there and, and uh, had beat Texas A&M in the opener, uh, then beat Texas Southern in Week 2, 83-10, to 10, and then Southern Miss was coming in, and I think both teams were 2-0, and and... Uh, there was a bad snap on a field goal that that uh, went back a- across midfield, uh, a field goal that A-State was attempting, and Southern Miss was able to recover, and I think they held on and ended up winning the game by three. But I just remember the electric environment uh, for that game, and I believe Blake Anderson was uh, the offensive coordinator uh, for Southern Miss for that game. Yeah, and and you mentioned Blake, and uh, he was just uh, – he's a great friend of mine and uh, somebody who – uh, spent seven years here at Arkansas State and was was uh, able to have a, a really good run of success here. Matt, in just about the last 30 seconds, weren't, is it just me or was Arkansas State, they formerly were the Indians, correct? And when did, the, when did they make the, the move to Red Wolves, or am I mistaken? They were formerly the Indians in 2007. That was the last year that they were the Indians. So uh, when we played in, in that last meeting in 08, that was the first year as the Red Wolves. So... Uh, they were kind of pressured into making that move, and and uh, the Red Wolves <laughs> turned out to be a really good thing for us. All right, Matt, we appreciate it very much, man. We're going to call you back a little closer to football season, a little closer to our game this year, and uh, talk to you about football. But thank you so much for your time. Hey, guys, really enjoyed it. Thanks all for right. having me. Well, all I can say is thank God the offensive name of the Indians was removed from Arkansas State. You know, really – it really changed things for Native Americans across the country when that happened, didn't it? Oh, boy, they, they wiped that right off their brow, right? And, and he seemed like a really good guy. I hope Arkansas State yeah. finishes second in the West. <laughs> Indians. You said that about every team that's been on so far, Kelly. <laughs> well, you hope they finish second in the West. Well, it's true. It's true. Cameron Brunning, former Golden Eagle great on the Eagle Hour deck.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, don't forget you can hear the Eagle Hour podcast uh, 365, 24-7 on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. However you tune in, whether it be on the network or on our podcast, we really do appreciate it. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Great supporters of our program, and uh, no bigger Southern Miss fan than Miss Kathleen. They've got great apparel. They've got great merchandise for your home or your car. They're open seven days a week on Hardy Street. You can shop them online at campusbookmark.net. My wife Angela and I moved back to Hattiesburg in 2009, immediately bought season baseball tickets, and uh, as a result of that, got to uh, see the four-year career of our next guest, uh, Cameron Brunny uh, was uh, up to the plate 832 times in his career, 252 hits, 21 home runs, 142 RBIs, and uh, finished a four-year college baseball career with a 303 batting average, uh, 2009 to 2012. That's good stuff. And, Cameron, I do remember you just reminded me it was Mother's Day, a walk-off home run that you hit uh, – Hit the right field foul post at the bottom of the ninth inning to beat UAB, and you told me you remembered that day as well. Oh yes, sir. And first off, man, I really appreciate you guys having me on the show. I'm, I always love being a part of some Southern Miss tradition, and um, I mean nothing better than getting on the show and talking to you guys. But um, yeah, definitely, man. My mom still kind of brings that up to me, man. She'll bring it up and just she'll want to reminisce about those memories, and I mean that's the first thing she always makes it, lets me remember about. So that thing is gonna I'll always remember that home run, man. And, I mean, it was just—it's great that those on Mother's Day. So me and my mom can always talk well, about it. And stuff now, like that. Right now, as a point of clarity, Cameron Brunty, was it really Mother's Day, or did you just think it was because the other team was calling you that as you rounded the bases? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I trusted my mom, and she said it was Mother's Day. So okay, now, so you've always believed mom, right? So you come to uh, you come always. to Southern Miss from Gulf Breeze High School in Florida. Tell us how you made that journey, Cameron. Uh, I um so. Honestly, I I went to just the showcase that Southern Miss is putting on in the fall. I think they do it every year. Um, and I went with a couple of my high school buddies back in the day. And uh, I guess I put on like a decent, a good enough show. And uh, Coach Kai, the old assistant ball, ball coach, I think he's at South Carolina now. He, um, I guess he liked enough and came to watch me play a game at Gulf Breeze, which I, I did horrible. And granted, I went 0 for 3 with 2Ks. Um, but he, for some reason, liked me and... Uh, yeah, he signed me up the next day, man. It was um, kind of the rest of history after that. It was kind of a blessing. Yeah, Kelly, this this young man was a gritty, tough left fielder for the Golden Eagles, uh, tenacious at the plate, just your typical Golden Eagle baseball now, player. Now, Cameron, did you go to Gulf Breeze High School? I did. I went there for um, for four years. Actually, um, so after there was a bad hurricane, I think in, um, I think, 06, I can't, was that Ivan? Was Ivan or Katrina? Ivan was in 04. Katrina was in 05. 04. 05. So I think it was Katrina. I actually went to Biloxi High School for about weeks. Um, my grandmother's um, husband passed away, so I was I was over there just helping out. Um, so I actually went to Biloxi for a couple weeks. But, no, I um, yeah, I graduated and uh, born and raised in Gulf Breeze. Went to Gulf Breeze High School. And, so, so, you um, were, over in Pensacola now. so you were a fighting dolphin. <laughs> fighting dolphin, yeah. <laughs> I was. <laughs> How the hell do you know these things, Sanders? What What is with you? Do you sit hey, around we, at night and study this kind of stuff? 
Hey man, <laughs> hey, we had a uh, dude, we we had a uh, every time during our football games if we scored a touchdown our first down they had a, a very annoying uh, dolphin noise over this loudspeaker <laughs> and that is probably one of the worst things you'll possibly hear. Flip, a flipper sound, a flipper sound. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I don't, however those dolphins communicate underwater or something. However they talk, man, they would just blow up over the loudspeaker and everybody would just be. Uh, that's, that's, that's good stuff. Get in here, Luke, with uh, Cameron Brunley. Yeah, I'll, I'll find that and play that for you in just a second, Cameron. But look, you come in. You and yeah, you, out, no, you don't have to, man. You don't. You have don't to. Okay, we don't have to. Okay, well, good. We we won't do it. You come in, in 2009 as a true freshman. Um, you you played in basically every game. Uh, I think a lot of people uh, don't realize you led the team in hits that year. Um, with 77, you were uh, named to three different, you know, uh, all all freshman, all American teams. You know, it don't get much better than that. And by the way, you went to the World Series as well. Yeah, um, about the hits thing. I think I got lucky because because Dozier got hurt that year. And um, if he was still playing, you know how good he was. Um, I think he would have taken that crown pretty easily. Um, but uh, no, that was um, that was kind of insane stuff to even think about, man. As a freshman, you couldn't even kind of know where you are you kind of just you can't you're trying to take every moment in but you just can't because you're not really used to it so just um man it's just uh it was just a weird experience and it was a great experience but it was just kind of just uh, yeah we have a little cell phone uh, interruption are you with us cameron I'm right here. Sorry about that. Yeah, I had a, yeah no problem. I'm sorry so, about that. So not only do you go to the World Series, but you're a kid from uh, Gulf Breeze, Florida. You knock off the Florida Gators in two games. That had to be pretty sweet. It was sweet, man. Growing up as a Tim Tebow fan, um, it was it was pretty awesome, too, being able to go down there and kind of just put, take it to them and um, kind of show them who's boss in that sense. Yeah. I was, um, I was really anxious to uh, kind of win that game and get in there and we we ask um, football players this. Uh, it's a little different, you know. You the the football changes at at uh, Southern Miss during your time. Um, people left. You guys knew that that Coach Palmer. It was kind of a surprise, but you guys knew Coach Palmer was was leaving. And what was the transition like? You come in one year, Coach Palmer retires, Coach Barry takes over. I don't think I've ever asked anybody you know that played on on both sides of that. What was the transition like for everybody? It honestly wasn't too big of a transition, man. Because um, coach, I mean, coach Barry was there. I mean, every step of the way, right behind Coach Palmer. Coach Palmer was a great coach. He was, and but Coach Barry was. I mean, he was. He was always kind of talking to his players and always talking to us. So that, I mean, the transition was almost just seamless. I mean, it was kind of just all right. Coach Barry's here. Um, let's get to work. And uh, I mean, Coach Palmer would still come up to the field probably every other week and come check us out and come watch. So it kind of just felt like he was still part of the team, anyways. But, um, no, Coach Barry, I mean, he's a great coach and a great mentor, man. And, I mean, he kind of just kept us in check, and he made it really seamless and made it feel like home with, with how he kind of took towards us and took that towards that situation. You, so, you, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I liked it because I thought Coach Barry was a great coach and a great person. You talked about how the recruiting process was kind of a whirlwind, Cameron. What was it about your skill set that Coach Kaye and, at the time, uh, uh, Coach Palmer liked? And what did they initially tell you about where they saw you fitting in with this, this uh, Eagle team at the time? Uh, honestly, man, I honestly don't know what I like. I was, and I was a little 165 soaking, soaking wet kid, man. I was, had a little height on me. I guess I had some pretty good hands. Um, I had some decent speed, but 
I mean, I don't know, man. I just, I kind of just wanted to get the work in and put the work in and kind of just let that take care of itself. Cause I mean, <laughs> the last thing you want to do is kind of get into those coaches' heads and kind of think what they're trying to think. And cause I did not want to get stuck into that. And I, I kind of, I don't even like talking good about myself cause I don't know, <laughs> but, um, I'm assuming that, I mean, I just had, I'm hopefully that I just had a good work ethic and I just can kind of, well, understand the coaching. It, it, it all worked out, didn't it, bro? <laughs> yeah, it worked out pretty well. And, and Cameron, when you <laughs> you got that beach lingo, lingo all down. Yeah. When, when you came here, you really came. Uh, there was a lot of talent on this baseball team. What was that transition like for you? Uh, that was kind of a that was really nice. I've never really had like a true team atmosphere and team leader, and. um Kind of the seniors that we got put in with, with Dozier and Davis and Corey and the Ewings and I mean all those guys. I mean it was just their leadership is probably second to none. And if you can come into a program with, I mean seniors pretty much at every position and they know how to get the job done, I mean they're going to call you out in the middle of practice because they know how to get it done. They know how to win these baseball games. And I mean I just, I was never around that. So kind of coming into that situation, it was it was awesome because they they taught me how to play the game as well. I mean. Dozier and I mean Bo being a center fielder and a leader on that team he was I mean he was always there just I mean he was helping he always knew what um, to do and yeah, he knew how to do it the right way Cameron I'll put you on the spot here and uh, Adam Doliak okay. is a friend of the show okay <laughs> What is the perception okay. now? Do you is he is he a real country singer? Is he a pretty boy country singer? <laughs> I mean, like, what is what is the the perception now of Adam Dolia? Dude, I, doesn't he got the whole package? He's got it all, doesn't he? He's pretty good. Answer. Chance, he's got the country. He's got the he's got the country twang, and he's got the look for it. And and he's Cameron, I have package for it. I have to congratulate you, Cameron, because you're the first person in the history of this show that has addressed Luke Johnson as dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he needs to. He, hey, just come down to Florida and come hang out. You'll, you'll hear that all the time. No, no doubt about it. All right, Cameron, about thirty seconds left. Let our listeners know what you're doing these days. All right. Um, so actually, I'm working for uh, selling some real estate over in Pensacola down to Panama City. And um, I'm working for Herd Real Estate, where um, Josh Hurd actually played football at University of Southern Miss mm-hmm. um, during, I think, in 2007, 2008. And um, I'm working some real estate for his, uh, for his dad over here in Pensacola. In the most beautiful part of America, I lived down there about a year and a half, and every Chamber of Commerce meeting would start by, welcome to another day in paradise. And uh, that's where you live, Cameron, right in the middle of it. Exactly. That's it. Y'all need to come down here and come enjoy it a couple times. For sure, dude. Hey, Cameron. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate your time, man. I appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a good one. All right. Cameron Brunny, everybody. One of the true great baseball players in Southern Miss. So you didn't know he was a fighting dolphin, huh? No. I'll leave you. I, I really looked up some dolphin noises. They were There was no way we were going to play that screeching on air. Yeah. All right. When we come back, the rich are getting richer. SEC football players are becoming millionaires. We're going to talk about that next. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Cameron Brunny. Great conversation with that young man who undoubtedly is now back in his trunks in the salt water <laughs> as uh, we sit here in the uh, Southern Bank Corps studio. 
I want to thank 4th Street Bar Grill for all they do. Great place to have lunch five days a week, just $9.95. That includes your drink and your tax, and it's a it's a working man's lunch. It's good southern food. We encourage you to enjoy lunch uh, with uh, Slade and the gang, 4th Street Bar and Grill. All right, guys, I want to get to this. Uh, Alabama head football coach Nick Saban yesterday at the SEC Media Days uh, concedes that his players made over $3 million in NIL deals last year. Name, image, and likeness is a great thing for players, Saban told reporters, and I'm all for players having the opportunity to create whatever value theory can create for themselves. Saban went on to say, though, that he would like to see some guidelines when it comes to NIL on the recruiting trail. I think when it's used in recruiting players, uh, start making choices and decisions based on promises made in name, image, and likeness. I'm not sure that's a good thing. So I do think there needs to be some guidelines. So then I go to the, this is a national article, and just to kind of get a flavor of what people think, I went to a lot of comments. I want to read just for them to you. Uh, The ruling is the end of college football, as there will be 12 to 15 teams that can afford to guarantee payments like Alabama and A&M to attract the best players. The rest of the teams will go for junior league players. Another comment, like everything else, college football has now been ruined. Another one, I think these spoiled athletes should take their money and pay for college themselves since they can now easily afford it, freeing up money for kids who deserve college but can't afford it and are qualified. And then my favorite, Alabama has the best team that money can buy. At least now they can be honest about that. So, guys, what do you think? I I agree with the people that commented on that article that it's just horrible. He he said that last sentence? Who? Saban. Oh no! The, uh, the those were comments from readers, people who okay. had read, who had read the article. I was about to say because yeah. that's what he accused Jimbo of that they got in the dust up about. Right. I well, you. you know, it's just atrocious, and it, and it just absolutely boxes out the Southern Misses and the Arkansas States and the Louisiana Techs in the world. There's no way they're going to even approach three million dollars for college athletes to be paid. But Will Hall just not an hour ago was speaking to Club One of Hattiesburg at a luncheon, and the question of a, uh, name, image, and likeness came up, and and he you know admitted he said exactly what you said, Bob that that the Toledo's and Central Michigans of the world are never going. But he said that Southern Miss is also in that boat, even though they have a, a an effort underway, you know, to to deal with their name, image, image, and likeness players. But he said this is not who Southern Miss is. We're never going to be in that group. Uh, we're not going to be in that club. So what's wrong with embracing who we are, all right, winning a conference championship? Let's get back to winning conference championships before we worry about national championships. And this is going to take care of itself because it's going to be the dogs eating the dogs up there at the top. When the Alabamas have to compete with the Floridas, the Texas A&Ms, the LSUs, the Vanderbilts of the world that have all this money, uh, it's going to be pretty much just them out there by themselves. And there's power in numbers. And there are more mid-majors, whatever you want to call them, you know, the group of five schools, than, than are in these other big conferences. So they're going to wind up just having to compete with each other. And why, it just gets to be a spending spree. And people who choose not to participate in it won't, and then they'll play for their own championship, as it were. Yeah. Luke, how, how, how soon can we break this thing off? Let the Power Five go do their own deal. They can become the farm league for the National Football League because they're basically professional football teams now. 
and let the rest of the schools play college athletics. You already, you know, you already have a split in Division One football with the bowl subdivision and the championship subdivision. Um, just to let me make one caveat. So, so Kelly, answer me this: If you don't, if if group of five teams don't play or whatever we'll call, we'll just call them group of five, power five for football, just to, to clarify. Okay. If group of five don't play power five. There's there's many group of five teams that need the money game, that they count on you know the one to one point five million a year um, as revenue, and so you know I'm all for it, like stick it to the man. But I, I think there will be times in athletic budgets, even at Southern Miss, that we're going to need a payout game. That certainly is reasonable, and and it won't work even if two teams said even if two group of five said, well, we're not going to play the power fives anymore y'all can just you know do what you want to do it's that plan would work if everyone would do every it. team has to do it though but for sure but very few university presidents are going to agree have the right. audacity to do right. something like that i mean well, Con- conference usa couldn't even get rid there were two you know two uh University presidents in the old Conference USA that wanted to fire Judy McLeod. They couldn't even get everybody else on board for that. Right. How in the world would would, the, would this happen? I mean, like, like practically, like, I'm for it because, as I said, you already have a separation. Right. Um, in Division One, And, I mean, as a group of five college, former group of five college football player, I was the only, only person in the NCAA that like practically never competed or never had the opportunity to compete for a national championship. Correct. I mean, that's the group of five. I mean, I know Cincinnati got in last year. I, I get that. But, I mean, if they keep it at four teams, I don't know if we'll ever see, you know, like Cincinnati get back in there. They're, they're going to the Big 12. They're not All right, and you just five. And you said before we went on the air that uh, the SEC commissioner spoke to that yesterday, and it appears they want to eliminate the Cincinnatis from being in the – well, Cincinnati will, depending on however a realignment, Cincinnati's headed the Big 12, so you know they're they're moving up. But yeah, what Greg Sankey said basically was um, he he wanted them to kind of walk back the approach if they went to a 12 team playoff where you would have six at large and then the top six conference champions would get in. So you'd have uh, the, everything's got to be blown up now because you may not have like five. It may not be the Power Five anymore. You know, depending on what happens with the Pac-12, depending on what happens with the ACC. But what Sankey was saying was, whereas what they were looking at with the 12-team model, if they expanded it, six conference champs, so the highest group of five would get into that model, and six at large. Um, what he said was, basically, you need to earn your way in. So walk back at looking uh, at a conference champion being an auto bid. And the reason you're saying that is... You know, in their mind, if there was two or three SEC teams that were better than a conference champion, particularly the Group of Five champion, then then um, he didn't say that, but that was that's the implication that the Group of Five would get boxed out, and even maybe the worst uh, Power Five champion would get boxed out in that scenario. Yeah, well, what he what he's saying, the way that I read it, is that a a five and six SEC team he thinks is better. Than a nine and one group of five teams. One hundred percent right. That's one hundred percent right. Yeah. So it shouldn't be based on wins and losses. It should be well. Just uh, forget the record. How good are you? You know, look at who we've been playing all these weeks, and look at who you've been playing. It's that tunnel we talk about all the time. It wouldn't be a five and six team. (laughs) Well, not not publicly. No, but I can I can I can clearly see a seven and four SEC team under that scenario. 
knocking out the 10-1 and Pac-12 champion. Can anybody not see that? No, you because look at who we're playing during the regular season. You're Absolutely. not. They should just you know. go have their own championship. Sometimes you think, right? And and one you know one double A you know used to have that you know the playoffs where you know the North Dakota states and the Buffaloes of the world. I agree with what Coach said. I've always advocated that, and I've said that many times on this show. Please, Southern Miss fans, quit worrying about what LSU and Alabama are doing. And embrace being a Southern Miss fan. Embrace the opponents that Southern Miss plays. You have a Division I school right here in your hometown. Go to the football games, enjoy the competition, and quit worrying about what SEC schools are doing. And you're in a new conference as a breath of fresh air, a new sense of excitement. Yes, yes. If you have been off the bandwagon for a while, it's time to get back on, regardless of what the record is. Now is the time. I can, I, can, I just, can I just state, though, what they will say back to you mm-hmm. in order? Not that I agree with it, but I'm uh, saying hmm. to, to make your argument better. If the if if there's a if there's a breaking away, it will always be viewed as us getting shoved down. Even though it won't be us getting shoved down, it'll be them forming their own league or forming their own division. There is a sense though that you're not competing at the quote highest uh, division. To which I will reply, well, yes, we are with with amateur athletes. We're not trying that's exactly to. That's right. That, that's that that would be my counter to it. But I'm just saying, if if you're going to make that argument. You've got to answer the sentiment that well we're second rate now, which I I don't think that we would be because we would actually at that point be able to compete for a national championship. And you can never you could never argue apples to apples because no. if you if you've got a military and one country has a budget of fifty gazillion and the other one has a budget of five hundred dollars, I mean who's going to have but, the better but tools? Luke, Luke just found the answer. Luke just found the answer. Yes. They're professional athletes. We compete in collegiate athletics. The Alabama football team, I say, are professional football players. But they made three million dollars last year. To Kelly's illustration, though, there have been times when the five hundred dollar budget Southern Miss team beat the five gazillion budget other Army. It's just it's not the same dynamic anymore. Right. These well, days. this argument will continue. That's for sure. Don't forget about Mobay Beignet. They're located on Hardy Street. They're the official beignet store of the Eagle Hour. They cook those delicious, wicked beignets when you order them. They douse them in powdered sugar. <sighs> and I just get a sweet emotion. Oh, yes, we do. Mobay Beignet, Hardy Street. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment today brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. They're on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Everything that's going on at DBAT and D1, you can find at dbathattiesburg.com. Luke, Kelly, and Bob from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, two Golden Eagles drafted yesterday. Left-handed pitcher Dalton Rogers goes 99th overall in the third round to the Boston Red Sox. 
Tyler Stewart goes a 179th overall in the sixth round to the, I believe, the New York Mets. Yeah, the New York Mets. Both of those guys we would expect to sign um, because Rogers' uh, slot value is 615, 620,000 uh, value uh, slot, and then uh, Stewart's uh, a little under 290,000. So congratulations to both of those guys getting drafted. Southern Miss also gets a commit. Uh, Jacob Keyes, a catcher from Brandon that batted 412 last year. Uh, he will be going into his uh, senior season with the Brandon Bulldogs. Batted 412 and looks like he decommitted from Mississippi State, commits to, uh, to the Golden Eagles. So good stuff. Hey guys, uh, Bob, in the draft from 1975 to 2017, four Golden Eagles drafted in the top three rounds. From 2018 to 2022, four as well. So uh, just shows you where Scott Berry is taking this program. No question about it. Ryan Bice on South Mississippi Office Supply. We're happy to tell you that they are a uh, new sponsor of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Always welcome people into our advertising family. Ryan, uh, we're glad to have you on our show, and we really appreciate you becoming part of the group. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you letting us be on here. All right, tell my, tell our listeners about uh, South Mississippi Office Supply, where you guys are located, and what do you do? Well, South Mississippi Office Furniture, we're actually the the unknown gem of Hattiesburg, is what I like to tell people. Um, Mr. Benny Watford started the company in 1975. Um, we're an office supply, I mean, office furniture company. Um, we're right across from Hattiesburg Cycles on Highway 49, just up from USM. Um, we sell new and used office furniture, um, office uh, assembled and delivery available. Um, we we have furniture available almost for anybody's budget. I mean, if you're just starting a company in your in your garage, we've got that used desk at a budget that you can get in. Um, my brother's processing out of the army at the time with 27 years in the military. Um, I worked here 25 years ago when I was in college, and I always knew that I wanted to own the business just because I like the environment and I like growing. I like growing along with the customer and their business. Right. That's that's a great industry, and uh, I, I'm going to assume that uh, you can provide office furniture for businesses all through our listening area. Yes, sir. We, I mean, we can provide it. We um, we go to the coast. We've been to Meridian. We've been to Waynesboro, Jackson area. Brookhaven, we we if if it can if, if it's got a road nowadays, we can get there. See, isn't it crazy what Eagle Hour advertising does, Ryan? Already, you're going to the coast, you're going to Jackson, and even though we're probably not responsible for that, can we take credit for it? Would that be okay? Yes, sir. You can definitely take credit. <laughs> I, t- I will. I will share a story. Um, the the second day after um, Jeremy came in and told us that we were going to be on there, the second day after. Uh, we were first on there. I think it was a Tuesday, and we'd only been on a sponsor for that Monday. A guy came in and said, "You know, I," which he said what a lot of people say. Uh, never knew you existed. Drove, driven by here thousands of times. Lived in Hattiesburg this whole time, and never knew you existed until I heard it on the Eagle Hour. So, so it does. Does mean a there lot. There we go. There we go. We have a winner. We have a winner. All right, man. We appreciate you saying that, Ryan, and hopefully, uh, hopefully that will continue. What do you sell the most of, new or used office furniture? Well, when I when I first started, we we took over the business in January. We bought it from the family that previously owned it. Um, so we're the second generation uh, as far as family wise. And again, it's my brother and I. So we continue that family owned business. 
Um, it was used, but now that the the supply chain is coming back on and, and people are liking the prices that we have on our furniture, um, we're selling a little bit of the the new more good, often. And good. we you know, we do buy we also buy what we call scratch and dent and we buy clothes out from our from our distributors. We buy showrooms. They have showrooms in Atlanta, Houston, Tampa, and we'll buy what their show when they replace their showroom, we'll buy that furniture off of their showroom at a discounted rate and we can offer that same rate to the customers and save them money as well. Good deal. Now everybody has a website now. Does your company have a website people can visit? We do. It's um, the uh, South Mississippi Office Furniture dot com. The only thing is, is Mississippi is MS instead of spelled out. Okay, and we uh, have a we have a Facebook page that right. we like to post pictures on of our used stuff okay. as we get it in because it comes and goes quickly. Um, you know, the the saying I like to tell customers is, that I'm not trying to be pushy, but the desk you're looking at buying for tomorrow is the same desk that somebody looked at yesterday to buy for today. That's a good line. It works. Hey, listen, man, we really appreciate you very much. Quickly, how do people reach you by phone? It's 601-909-2416. All right, Ryan, we really appreciate you uh, sponsoring the Thank Eagle you, Hour Bob. and anything we do to help you, brother. Hey, go Eagles. Southern Miss to the top. There we go. Ryan Bice, everybody. South Mississippi Office Furniture. I correct myself uh, on that. All right, Luke, another good show tomorrow. Who have you got lined up from the Sun Belt? We've got Kevin Warner from the James Madison Dukes. There we go. And then we'll have a a discussion on Luke's favorite team, the New Orleans Saints. My new team, by the way. I'm going to be there, Kelly, when those Saints go rolling in. They play the Bengals this year in New Orleans. Uh, Easy, easy game. Easy game. (laughs) Overrated Cincinnati. We'll see, buddy. Southern Miss. To the the top. Talk Mississippi Media Production.